We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Most valuable player, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis trailing the lob. Oh. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Two seconds. Middleton. Yes! Chris Middleton. Nice jumper. Got it. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Hey there. Welcome to the Eurostep podcast. This is a Milwaukee Bucks podcast. Proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and, of course, the Eurostep Podcast Network. And we are live on YouTube, Rohan Kadi, my sage co-host, and myself are here. We're going to talk about the Central Division. Uh, as you can see on the screen, if you're watching on YouTube, either live or the, the YouTube archive version. And again, like the Mirren pod when I tried to build suspense There'll also be a podcast title you click on, so you'll probably have known that by the time you're hearing this anyway. But all that aside, Rohan, how's it going? How does it feel to be back live on YouTube talking directly at the people? You know, you mentioned this before we started. We were like, oh, it's been a while. You're like, yeah, since free agency. I completely forgot we did a live four-hour free agency <laughs> pod. It, I just blurred that from my memory because that was that was an experience. My goodness. I thought the last time we went live was uh, our uh, pregame show uh, before game six of the finals. Nope. Nope. It was free agency, but it's still been a while. It's still been a while. So it's good to be back. It has. It feels like it's been both a really long time since the Bucks won their second ever NBA championship and like also like two seconds since Adam Silver's trying to start a new league year. The big market bias already showing. We don't care. We're going to celebrate the Bucks championship forever. And I think... We're doing that in a lot of places. So YouTube, we're going to have more live pods this year. Eurostep, Eurostep Podcast Network, and probably Win in Six. If you want more live Win in Six, that's not up to us. You got to take it up to Adam and Jordan. Tweet them. Adam loves when people follow him, interact with him on Twitter. So be sure to do that. And all of us. I legitimately love it. Adam, not so much. But also... Do it to Adam anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Of course. Also... We've launched a Substack, the GSPN Substack. You can find the link for that on any of our Twitters or at bit.ly slash findgspn. And this is basically we're going to send out emails letting you know whenever our new content is up. It'll be the first place you see it before we tweet it, before anything else. As soon as it's on feeds, you're going to find 
um, our content on the Substack. So make sure to go subscribe to the Substack. If you haven't already, completely free right now. This content is worth millions, but for now... You have five seconds to subscribe. <laughs> five, four, three, two, are those, one. Are those the least persuasive of the pop-up ads these days? I feel like in the younger days of the internet, I would see that and I'd be like actually kind of flustered. Like I should make this purchase. Now I feel like every time I pull up a website, I'm getting some sort of ad that's telling me Limited time offer. The same 20% off initial subs that you can always get is here right now. I just don't buy anything. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the GSPN Substack is perfect for you because it's free, Rohan. But Exactly. Okay. Do, we, do we have any more upfront plugs or should we just should we launch into it? None that I can think of. Are you still, so are you still teasing our big guest? Maybe. Oh, let's, uh, let's not. Let's no, no. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. We'll move on. We'll move on. Forget the big guests. We're the big guests. Um, we're going to talk about the central division. So this was something that I, I came up with. I don't Rohan, you've said you did an NFL fantasy football league. I'm in a league or two. I'm in a draft right now that I'm just going to stop paying attention to. Sorry, fellas. Um, but I think one of the cool things for me, I've been consuming some NFL content. You know, really, this is a quiet time for the NBA. There's not really much news. Etwan Moore signing today was the big NBA story. That's where we're at in the NBA calendar right now. Um, and I've been checking out some preview content. And there's such a heavy emphasis on the divisions. And I think part of it is there are just stronger team rivalries in that sport. But I think part of it is, I mean, of course, a 16-game schedule, a ton of your team's games are coming against the division. So if you're in a bad division, it makes a big difference you know, on how easy it is to get to the playoffs, all this. So there's reasons. It's not like it's completely inexplicable that divisions are talked about more in the NFL. But I do think – I was listening to this and I was like, we don't talk about the central division, the Bucks division, very often. I wanted to do that. I want to dive into the division more. I want to take these things a little seriously. It's been tough. The rest of the division, I talk about cupcake divisions helping. The Bucks have been in that situation for the last few years. But I'm excited to talk about it today, both a little bit of a walk down memory lane – I mean, for both of us, not all of it is memories. A lot of it's going to be before we were born. But also, uh, you know, more recent history, which isn't as fun until the last couple of years. And then also this year, right? Like kind of preview the division, see how it's going to go. So, Rohan, what are your initial thoughts on the Central and just how we look at divisions in the NBA at all? Well, going back to your point about the NFL, it's also like teams you're guaranteed to play twice a year. Like in terms of scheduling for the NFL, you're not guaranteed to play the same teams every year. Sometimes it works out like that because like other teams jockeying for position in other divisions, but you're not guaranteed to play the same teams. In the NBA, you play every, like there's a set schedule, right? So it sort of takes away from what divisions are. You play the same team four times a year. Perfect. Like the Bucks will also play like the Magic three times a year. What's what's the big deal? And we'll see a lot of four, these which is kind of lame. I think. Yeah, it's I think weird. it should only be division teams four times. Make it special. If you're going to do something, have it mean something, right? And yeah. that's what needs to be taken into account as the NBA potentially looks at scheduling changes, whether they want to reduce number of games, make division games more important in that regard, have that sort of play-in tournament, whether divisions sort of play into that at all. That's that could be decided and divisions could end up being much more important, but it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things right now, but it should be important, which is why I'm glad we're doing this. We should also mention quickly, the NBA also took away the guaranteed playoffs playoffs 
ranking for a division winner? Yeah, you were guaranteed to be top home three. court. Top, yeah, top three, I think top you were guaranteed. Or was it top four? Top three. No, there's only three. Yeah, so. yeah but uh, you used to be guaranteed that for winning your division. Now, theoretically, could you win your division and miss the playoffs? Probably not in the play-in format. Maybe. I don't not think you're guaranteed a spot. I mean, we'll not see. realistically. The, yeah, uh, I don't think it could really happen. But uh, that that also is a big difference, of course, in the NFL. If you win your division, I guess it's kind of the same. You're in the playoffs, guaranteed, no matter what. It's probably true for the NBA, but not necessarily true. But I digress. Yeah. So starting up, if you guys aren't aware, the teams in the Bucks Central Division right now are the Cleveland Cavaliers, Detroit Pistons, Chicago Bulls, Indiana Pacers. And I say that because, you know, there's a chance that people aren't really aware of that and that this concept is even a thing because, like we've mentioned, the NBA doesn't really care about it. And you're thinking about these teams. These have been some historically dominant teams. You look at the Pistons have had sustained success in the past. The Chicago Bulls have obviously had their success. The Pacers, the Cavs had LeBron. Just... This is an important division. It might not seem like it right now, considering considering how far ahead the Bucks are relative to the other teams. But historically speaking, these are very, very good teams. There is another reason the Bucks can't let the Nets win a title this year, I discovered in doing research for this podcast. Go for it. Tell me. The Central is one of two NBA divisions to have at least four of the five teams win one NBA title. If you count ABA, the Atlantic has already done it, but Brooklyn is the only team in the Northeast Division to not win an NBA title. So if the Nets do it, they will become first in NBA title teams with five. The Bucks, obviously, uh, not the Bucks, the Central, obviously, trailing behind because the Pacers, the one team in the division to never do it. Although they've been like very good forever, obviously never quite good enough. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So more motivation against the Nets. Exactly. If if you didn't want it before, now this is going to really put you over the edge. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Like you mentioned the Pacers have had like sustained success for a long time. So you look back at like those, those Reggie Miller teams, and just like all of these teams that have just been so good, they couldn't really get over the hump. The ones that battled with like Jordan and stuff. It's just, these are, like I mentioned, these are historically dominant teams. The Chicago Bulls obviously had their massive run with Jordan those eight years. Like you want to say, Ty, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. The Pistons have obviously had their success, and now they potentially have a brand-new cornerstone in Kate Cunningham who might take them over the top and already a good support base. That's a phrase that yeah, I just made up. Sure. Yeah. It's yeah. like the barrier. A good support base. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, no yes. Yes. That's. Ugh, that'll be a list that gets way too long. <laughs> but the Bucks have actually done pretty, pretty well against these teams in the past, haven't they, Todd? They have. So I have the all-time records. The Bucks against, and this is, I'm sorry, it's not more specific. I wanted to get there. I couldn't find the numbers in an easy-to-pull way. I wasn't going to put that much work into it. If someone has access to, like, Elias or something and wants to get Really technical, please do. I would welcome it. But this is the Bucks all time against the other teams currently in the Central all time. The Bucks did not move into the Central until I think 1980, I believe. They were in the West before that. So this includes those years and some years where some of the other teams may have. I think all the other teams have been in the division 
since the Bucks have. So I don't think that would change. But I digress. The Bucks against their other current division mates all time are 496 and 429. So they're healthily nearly plus 70, plus 67, I believe that is, against the Central. You would figure that would probably grow over the next couple of years. Giannis signed long-term. Chris and Drew and now Bud extended. Uh, the rest of the Central, you know, good, improving, not great. Um, it's but, cute. It's cute. Yeah, yeah it's, it's nice. That's what I said about the Bulls. When the Bulls got all those guys, I was like, that's nice. That's maybe well, good gonna, for them. People might <laughs> care about the, uh, the rivalry in this sport again between Milwaukee and Chicago. Lord knows in baseball – it's no longer a rivalry with the state of the pathetic Cubs. But uh, they, the Bucks also have a winning record, as it probably would, you would make sense, against three of the four other teams. The only one they don't is the team they played most in NBA history, the Bulls. Bucks are 123-132. So won't be this year, won't be next year. Maybe in three years if they really dominate the Bulls. Um, but more likely, you know, sometime over the next decade, Bucks could be poised to, to take it that lead and make it 404. They're 139-112 against the Pistons, 127-94 against the Cavs, and 107-91 against the Pacers. Rohan, which of those numbers surprises you the most? Because to me, there's a one or two that are pretty obviously impressive from Milwaukee's point of view. Honestly, the one that shocks me is the Chicago number. Do you think is the Bucks their... were going to lead the series? I did. I did all time just for purely the reason that I feel like the Bucks have had more sustained success for more periods of time than Chicago. So that honestly surprised me the most when I saw this on this doc, it was like, I wasn't super, super shocked that the Bucks are up against the Cavs. I was not, you know, <laughs> that didn't throw me off against the Pacers. That that's a little shocking. That's a little shocking against the Pistons. I feel like a lot of that has come in the last couple of years. So. Yeah, a couple, a couple sweeps helped that number. And as Titonio World pointed out in the live chat, Pacers also ABA champs. So if you count ABA and NBA, then the Central is tied with – they're both five out of five, the Central and the Atlantic. But NBA only, they're both four out of five. Um, the, the Pistons won – not the, the Pistons won a little bit. They've been so bad. The Pacers was kind of surprising to me because you figure – you know, over the last few decades, right, the Bucks have been very good a lot of the time. I think that's something that gets lost. I think especially fans our age who just think of the Bucks like post-Ray Allen, when until Giannis got good, mostly dreadful, right? But every decade except for the 90s, they at least made a conference finals. And in the 70s, they had sustained success. In the 80s, they were good for most of the decade. Early 2000s, they, they were good for like two, two and a half years. And then obviously now in the 2010s, I guess they didn't. Oh, yeah, they did in the 2010s. Let's not talk about it. Binge the box. We already talked about it. Um, but they, they've been good in every decade, at least a little bit, except kind of the 90s when they were, again, pretty dreadful. But the Pacers are a team I just think of as mostly very good kind of forever kind of like like herb cole's dream right like they're always in the playoffs but they're never actually going anywhere spending a whole lot of money and the fact that the bucks are solidly ahead of them was surprising to me just because i think of the bucks as a team that's had some very high highs and very low lows and some of their highest highs were but when the pacers were not in their division the fact that the bucks have that good of a record that one i did not expect i expected the bulls i didn't 
I, your your case makes sense outside of Jordan and then sort of D Rose. They haven't been all that good, so you would think the Bucks would be a little closer there. Although I guess eight games apart after like nearly three hundred isn't that far off either. Yeah, it's it's basically basically even, and like you mentioned, the Bucks are gonna probably overtake them in the next coming. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens with Chicago. Demar Derozan. Let's. Let, mm. Hey, I. I was convincing myself of Demar this summer. I can't walk that back now. I, I spent two summers, two summers. That's I've been true. Trying, That's I've been true. Myself you did. On Demar Derozan at both times. This is my reaction. They didn't get him. Whew. Glad I don't have to pretend this anymore. So can't wait till he's uh, up on the trade block next summer. I'll probably do it again, man. I can't. I can't help myself. Have to. It's tradition at this point. When I want him, I can look off the career on-off numbers. When he's on the Bucks, it would become harder to do so. It's a different role, man. That's yeah, what we yeah, yeah. We, we, yeah we've, a- we've been over it enough. Listen to any podcast we've ever done. You'll hear about DeMar. Why DeMar could work if the Bucks got him. Um, here's another thing about the Central. I didn't know this either. So if other people are surprised by this, if everyone else knew this, I'll feel kind of dumb. Did you know that 10 of the current 15 teams in the East have been in the Central just since the Bucks have been in the Central? Really? Here is a list of teams that were, since the Bucks were in it in 1980, were in the Central, at least for a year or two. Hawks, Magic, Hornets, Raptors, Pelicans. I guess the Pelicans are in the, they're in the West now. So nine of the current 15 teams in the East were at the Central. Shared the Central. I think the shortest was one or two years with the Bucks. But you kind of forget, because it's been mostly settled for basically since the OKC thing. How volatile the NBA was for so long before we were really that that tuned in, like the '90s and earlier. There was a lot happening, man. The NBA, like realistically, just got settled within the last decade. Yeah, if you think about it, which is wild, considering how much money they have and how much money they bring in. And we're still it's, we're we're still waiting. There's going to be an expansion draft at some. Yeah, point. there is. Like it's going to get wild again, but we have been at a pretty calm period for the last few years here. Yeah, and it's just uh, it's fun to see all of these other teams. Like, uh, can you imagine if like any of those teams were back? You get to play the Raptors more times a year. Brand. I'd love it now. I think the funniest thing is the Bucks lead the Hawks all time one fourteen one twelve. Is there a more box thing than being one decided result away from five hundred? And I don't think these count playoffs, so they would they'd be plus four. I actually don't know the number. It'd probably be closer if you counted playoffs, but. I just think it's hilarious that I think that is the closest they are with any NBA team, at least any of these teams, a two-game difference after all these years. It's just just hysterical. The Bucks and Hawks forever linked. Uh, yeah. We'll hear more about that uh, on the network in the future. Oh. Jeez. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know where you are going for a second, but that, that's good. That's good. Um, our seven-part Jeff Teague series. Yes, exactly. Um so just talking about like them in the historical sense, these teams have actually gone up against each other less times than you'd expect in the postseason. Like just in in recent memory, like they've never ever played the Cavaliers in the playoffs. Never. And I do not see that happening anytime soon. You know what? I was gonna correct you and say the win in six original. I forgot that was that was the Heat. No, that was, that was the Heat. different LeBron team. Okay, yeah, no, I guess that makes sense. The Bucks were not getting far enough during the LeBron Cavs. Is the issue there basically? That's yeah, what it that's comes down to, right? I mean, that's, that's when they've been good. Yeah, yeah. So that that's about. Well, 
Either either stage, LeBron Cavs, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they've played they played the Pistons a fair few times. The number's going to uh, be out of whack because of the last couple of years. Um, but like going back to like the mid two thousands, that sort of dwindling era that you were talking about earlier. Like the they played them two conse- like not two consecutive, but oh three oh four, and then oh five oh six. They both lost in five games in the first round. Like the Pistons were easily, easily able to handle these matchups with Milwaukee, which is funny looking back at the last time the Bucks played the Pistons in the playoffs. Yeah. When it's their first series win since 03, 02? Uh for the Bucks. Yeah. Oh one. That was like yeah, that was oh since oh one, you're right. That was their first series win since oh one. So you sweep them, you're blowing them out by like 30 points in game one. You're like, oh, the Pistons. <laughs> And you're just like, oh, they haven't lost a game to the Pistons in general since November of 2017. It's just insane. <laughs> Wait, is that real? November 2017? That is true. Oh, my. Cade, that's, that's got to be Cade's. Like, on the Cade documentary, the first part once he hits the NBA is going to be getting the first win in the last 27 tries for the Pistons against the Bucks. It's going to be like a watershed moment for the new Pistons. I can't wait. Yeah, it's uh, it was it was a good time for the Pistons, but uh, it's it's been not that great. And obviously, they they have a recent matchup with Bulls in the postseason that did not go in Milwaukee's favor. They lost in six games in the first round. We got the iconic Giannis shoving. This is my city, Mike Dunleavy, uh, into the bleachers after he just completely after over was, Michael was that was that the last time that a central division bucks rivalry felt real yes i think it i i guess i guess you could argue pistons because i i came to hate the players on the pistons but it wasn't like a fan getting into it rivalry pistons fans knew better shout out to les but it's like it wasn't a real rivalry, right? Like they, the Pistons were just annoying, Blake especially. I think mm-hmm. that Bulls series was the last time I really felt a true Central Division. Right? Obviously, we've had the Raptors as the main one since, and now probably the Nets are emerging as one. But in the division, I think it's been since that year that Bulls team that I've been like, oh wow, this is this is a, a legit you know division rivalry in the NBA. That's what started the Giannis Jimmy Butler sort of mini rivalry that's happened yeah. over the years. You got Jimmy Butler saying he's clamping up Giannis. I don't know if you remember that in that series. So, so oh, I, it's, it's been a, it's been a couple of years for those guys. I'm also going to fact check myself real quick. I looked at the wrong game, February 28th, 2018. Okay. The last time the Pistons. Beat okay. The so it's still so three months later. Long. Nearly <laughs> as long. Still, still tough scenes for Detroit, but it happens. Over three and a half years. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, and the season, it might, <laughs> they're, they're looking at it being like a full presidential term, one Biden, if you will. Um, so that's, I guess you could also say one Trump, also a one-term president. Um, do you want to go on with the, with the playoff history? There's some good Pacers stuff, isn't there? Yeah, there is. So from actually two consecutive years, the Bucks lost to the Pacers in the first round, 98-99. They lost 3-0 in the first round. That's how far you have to go back when they were best of five. <laughs> And then in 99 to uh, 2000, they lost in five in the first round. That was a game five deciding a loss for Milwaukee. So you don't really think about the Bucks and Pacers really having some sort of 
playoff rivalry, but they did there for a few years. The Pacers were getting the better of that matchup. And even now, like you mentioned, they're a team that is just consistently going to be decent. They're going to be decent. And it feels like the Bucs, every time they play the Pistons or the Pacers, excuse me, even in this era, it's always going to be like, oh, the Pacers might get a game here. Or Giannis is going to, Giannis has had some of his most iconic dunks against the Pacers. Like he had his free throw line, or sorry, elbow dunk against there from the elbow, I should say. Uh, say. <laughs> yeah, he dunked over like two piston uh, Pacers <laughs> uh, like last season or the season before. He's he's had a couple nasty ones. He had one over Goga like last season. It was oh man. He he just it's, wants it's, to throw it down. Goga's not in his international list, is he? That's not one of the guys Giannis irrationally hates because of international play, right? I don't not that think I'm aware so. Of. I don't not think that I'm so. aware of. Who is it? Was it in the Kings? Not Papianis. There was oh, I'm forgetting. There was some a complete NBA random that he was just like seeking out and trying to punish like two years ago because of the Olympics. I someone will have to remind me. If anyone in the chat knows, I cannot remember who this player was. But those are always those are some of my favorite petty Giannis things when he clearly just hates someone because of something that happened thousands of miles away. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Oh, yeah, for sure. Just Petty Giannis and Joe. I'm trying to remember Bruno. who it is, right? Bruno. Yes, yes, Rare. because Rare. They, it was on the Grizzlies. It was yep, on the Grizzlies. It was the Grizzlies, not the Kings. Yep, Bruno. <laughs> Thank you, Matthew. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah, that's just so funny that, like, just Giannis is going at James Harden, Kevin Durant, Bruno. Oh, <laughs> poor guy. 
I was thinking four years away from being four years or two years away from being two yeah. years away in my head and try to figure out who that yeah. was. That's incredible. Um, and then the only other team that was ever in their division that they played in the playoffs, at least recently, was the Hornets. Right? The Hawks. Oh, yeah. I suppose the Hawks as well. <laughs> I was looking at the sheet that you put in and it has Hornets. doesn't have Hawks. So, oh, shoot. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you threw me, I don't know, a curveball there. But that Hornets series in 01, uh, a fun series, a big one for the Bucks. It's a seven, it's a seven game seven winner for Milwaukee in that one, which is like when you go back, those playoff moments are sort of rare. Like Bucks fans know about them now, like especially because of that Hornets game. You have the one against Brooklyn this season. You played a game seven against Boston a few seasons ago. Those aren't that common in NBA history. The Bucks have a they have a decent history of them. And uh hopefully hopefully they keep getting the way that they keep going the way they're going. Yeah. Yeah, it would uh it would certainly work for me, except for the other game seven and one. But outside of that one and the Boston one, but outside of those two, the last one went really well. So let's just stick with that one uh and carry that that energy over. Um I think one of this is something else I didn't really expect. The Bucks have more division titles than any other team in the Central with 10. This is according to this might be Wikipedia. So th- I think this is true. I think this is true. Um, but uh, I thought that was neat. Obviously, they're only tied for third, though, in championships. Bucks and the Cavs both have two. The Pistons have more. The Bulls have more. If you and, count uh, the ABA, then the Pistons, I think, or the Pacers, I think, have more. But. Let's, let's go with NBA. Yeah. The real league. Sorry. I, no, I, I own loose balls. I shouldn't say that. The book about the ABA. Great league. Great times. Um, but NBA titles, the Bucks are, are tied for third. So one year away from tied for second, maybe? We'll see. Hey, let's just transition there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, they are one year away. Because... These teams aren't that good, man. <laughs> right now, they're, they're on, not. Maybe on the upswing, one of them at least. Maybe. Yes, the Bulls <laughs> are probably, it? they're the best team. They're second best team in the Central Division right now. They reloaded. They got Lonzo. They got Caruso. They got DeRozan. We'll see what happens with the tampering investigation that's currently ongoing. But they're going to keep all sure those Are sure they players. are? The second best team? Yes. Probably. Yes. I wouldn't I wouldn't carve it in stone. I would write it in pencil. Those are two extremes. Well yeah. Could have said they carve it into marble, which is or something more malleable. I'm not I'm not the science guy. You're the science guy. I, I don't know I don't know what I don't know what I'm what my utility is, but not science. Let's talk. We can talk about the Bulls. I think they're the most exciting one from a league perspective outside of the Bucks, who should, of course, be the most exciting team in pro sports. Yes, <laughs> they the Bulls are going to be. I I say confidently they're going to be the second best team because they have the most dynamism. They have the most talent. Yeah, probably. Pro- I don't I know. I think so. I don't know. I think they. You, you add what they what they. Acquired with Zach Levine, who's really good. Probably. He took a step last season. That's not... They didn't. Inconsequential. 
In a bad they conference. didn't, but he did. I know, I know he got COVID at a really bad time. I am aware of this. And they However, still have Vucevic. I am still salty that they acquired Vucevic, and I came on Al Gore's internet. This is the most politicians we've ever mentioned in one episode. And I said, they're, they're not even going to make the play-in. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're coming for the sixth seed. They don't even finish 10th. And I, I know, bad timing for Levine. I get it. Got, got the, the old COVID. They should have finished a lot better than they did last year. They added talent. I like Lonzo for them. I think DeMar is, is useful. Here's a question. Who is playing defense on the Chicago Bulls? Alex Caruso. What do you mean? He's good. He's fine. He's, he's a not, great he's not defender. Starting. He's not starting. Okay, but is he closing he's probably, games? I don't he might so. close. Over he who? might close. Over who? Pat will take out one of the other three players on this whole roster who play defense. Probably they will do that. But and then you have the great defensive front court of Demar Derozan, Nikola Vucevic. <laughs> I'm not saying they're going to be contenders. I'm going to go to a state that allows win bet. Download WinBet and every Giannis points player prop against the Bulls. Smashing it. Smashing it. Because they have no one who can defend big wings, small wings, mid-sized wings. Caruso is not defending a wing player. He can size up. Is he guarding Chris Middleton? I mean, he might have to. (laughs) That's different different than what I asked. You asked, is he guarding Chris Middleton? My answer is yes. Is he capably? Let's throw the word capably in there. You know what Chris is doing. You know exactly what Chris spot is gonna get, on the Chris floor is gonna, he's going He's going to do that against anyone, though. He's going to do it a lot easier against tiny players, and we know this. Again, I'm not saying they're going to be contenders. I'm not saying they're going to be, like, threatening to win a playoff series. I think they're the second best team in the division, and that speaks a lot to the division. Let's talk about the Bulls before I bring up who I think might actually finish the year better. I think it'll be fairly it'll, close. You're thinking the Pacers. Yeah, I'm thinking the Pacers. Yes. Yeah. I'm not even high on the Pacers. I'm just not high on the Bulls. I don't trust teams who can't play defense. And I really don't trust teams who don't have bigs who can play defense. A different Matthew in the chat said, write it in a raceable pen. I like that. But um, I just I, – I just, I know it's a perimeter-focused league. I think having a big man who can defend is really important. The Bulls' best defensive five is Tony Bradley, a.k.a. the guy who you can always get for a 2024 protected second-round pick on 2K. That's their best defensive center. Their tallest player who can defend is Patrick Williams. I know Levine showed some at the Olympics – Okay, congrats for staying in front of a bunch of guys who don't have NBA athleticism, Zach Levine. But, I mean, come on. Like, you need to defend in this league. And I know they're going to score points. I don't know. I, I think they're going to lose a lot of games where they score 120 is how I see the Bulls season going. Sure. I'm not disagreeing with you. <laughs> I just feel like yeah, I, this is something I think is very common. And I'm not saying you're doing this by by any means. But I just think... There's this urge or maybe just tendency online to like say, oh, this team had a great offseason. Now they're a great team to like apply things too broadly. Like the Pacers had a really boring offseason and they were pretty uninspiring last year too. 
But I'd say that about any Pacers offseason the last hundred years. Yeah, I mean they drafted Paul George, and since then it's mostly been. Oh, then stuff. they traded Paul George. Yeah, but it worked out for them, and then they had to yeah. trade Victor Oladipo, and it's probably going to work out. It always it's always the same, but like I think the Pacers getting healthy and not adding many players I really care about. They drafted a guy they're really excited about. They have yet to trade the malcontent Malcolm Brogdon. They retained McConnell. They lost McDermott. They paid Torrey Craig too much. Final secret weapon, Torrey Craig. But I just think I think they, they probably have roughly as much talent as the Bulls overall. I just think they're not exciting. They didn't just add it all. They've had it and it underachieved. And I think it's very easy for people to just go, well, they didn't add anyone good. They weren't good. They won't be good. I think like the bubble year in some ways, last year was a really weird year for some teams. I think the Pacers may be better than they seem. And I'm just, I need to see this thing with the Bulls. I need to see how all of these players who should make a great offense actually work together on offense. Yeah, plus Rick Carlisle. Yeah, oh yeah. That's, that's see, that's probably, when I said no big additions, going from Bjorkren, Bjorken, Bjorkren, right? There's an R yeah. in there, I think. To Carlisle is a pretty big improvement. Like, probably close to, like, Prunty slash Kid to Bud. Uh, in terms of, like, that could turn your franchise around, in the regular season at least, very fast. Are you out on Carlisle? I'm not out on Carlisle. I just don't think there's a, like, with the Bucks. that's a different story. because they they're honest on the roster. It does yes. help. Yeah. And it, there was obvious, obvious ways that the Bucks could improve the way they played. Yeah. What are the Pacers supposed to do? I, you know, I'm not going to sit here and act like I've dug into Pacers film to give you an exact answer, but I do think, I mean, Carlisle obviously has had a lot of generational players over the last decade or however long he's been coaching, however long he did coach in Dallas. I have a hard time thinking that they won't also be a really, really potent offense with Chicago with the combo of Brogdon, uh, Levert, Sabonis, and TJ Warren, who is like also a bucket. Like they have, they just have a lot of good players too. And I think they have more defense. I mean, Miles Turner obviously is better defending the five than all of Chicago's big men put together times 50. Cool. So then you have Sabonis at the four. I think they'll, they'll I, I, that's and the then, they then have you have to a bunch of, then you have a bunch of undersized players. I don't know. They have Brogdon. Brogdon and Levert are okay. Warren's not very good, but they have more as size. As a wing, as a wing, they're not. They, they don't have the greatest mix of wings. I'll give you that. That's where. Oh, that's where Jeremy of... Lamb too. So many. I'm not. I'm not even. I'm not saying like they're great. They just have all these. Oh my goodness! They have Jeremy <laughs> Lamb. That's the, the Pacers. The, the, no team needs a consolidation trade more than the Pacers, right? Like they have absolutely. Way, they have way too many players in the same bracket of player, and it's hard to do. The NBA is the hardest league to do it in, right? Like it's the fifteen man roster, seventeen with two ways. It's it's just really hard to talk a team and as being like, give us a borderline star for a few good role players, but it does happen from time to time. If the Pacers could do that, just ask I'd the Pacers. Like, just ask the the Bulls when they traded Jimmy for oh, yeah. Levine and Laurie Markkinen, who we'll get to later in this podcast. Um, but if one young guy developed, that'd be good. They have Justin Holiday who can play a little bit of defense, not very ambulatory anymore. Justin Holiday wasn't even playing for them last yeah, year. Yeah, I know. It's it's if O'Shea Brissett turns out. And Craig, Craig, Craig plays defense. 
not nothing else, but he does play. Ty, Ty, we watched Tory Craig last I week. I know, I know. I listen. I I think they have more players who can play defense than the Bulls, and it's not all that close. Cool, but the players they have are worse. Are they? Yes. Probably. Yes, in my opinion. I think number one, if you say Levine is the Bulls' best player, I think mm-hmm. the Bulls are better there. He's better than Sabonis. Levine, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Then, like, how much better is Vucevic or DeRozan than Malcolm Brogdon? I'd say they're pretty comparable. I think they're pretty comparable, too. And then I think Levert was showing some things. I think Levert is nearly in that conversation. I, just, I don't think they're as divorced Levert in talent. Levert versus Lonzo Vucevic. Let's put Lonzo fourth. I, I think the Bulls have a top three guys, and it's not yes. Lonzo. I think Lonzo's a good player, but um, I think— And getting better. Yeah, probably. Development's not linear, but probably. I think he's a, I think he's a very— especially He has that shown roster. that he can get better. I, I do think that move for them, they knocked that out of the park. They gave up too much for DeRozan. I don't hate the acquisition. They gave up a lot. But Thad Young on this team would be incredible. If they if they could have kept him, that would have been really good. I, they need Patrick Williams to be him this year. But like Lonzo is not a point guard. He's like a facilitating guard. But putting him on a team with all these guys, really mainly two guys, but you know DeRozan and Levine feels like a great fit. I mean, they're going to have some beautiful transition plays when Lonzo's bringing up the ball and finding those guys. It's going to be fun. I just don't know how – I think they're going to win – we're back to 82 now, right? Yes. Well, let's, let's do win guesses for the teams, too. We can end with the okay. Bucks, But I think the Bulls are going to win like 45, 46 games. 45 or 46 for the Bulls. Okay. I don't think any team besides Milwaukee comes all that close to 50. Unless maybe a really good run and one so of these you, two gets to 40. Are you saying – I'm confused. Have you switched to the Bulls? No, I think the Pacers are going to get – if I said 45-46, I'll say 46-47. I think it's close. I don't think the Pacers are way better. I just think they're a little I think, bit better. I think both of them get around 40. I'd, I'd say 43 for Chicago and probably like – Oh, wow. So I'm, and I'm higher on the Bulls after all this? Yeah, and I'd probably say like <laughs> 39 to 40 for the Pacers. I was going to type this. I'm not going to. Someone listening has to compile these and make fun of us. Is 45 too high? I don't think so. I just, like, Hold on. I, Let me, I just need to look at a list of all the teams and think about how good I think they are. Like the thing is the bottom of the East is really no, bad. There's no – in the sense that there's not as many feeder teams. Oh, in the, the bottom of the Central is really bad. So both yeah. of these teams get to play the Cavs and Pistons eight times. That's six six wins at least. Okay, but both of them get that. I'm talking about the general like NBA as a yeah, whole. No, like I, Eastern Conference not, as a as whole. Bad. It's not as bad. I agree. Like you're not going to get any easy wins against the Hornets. You're not going to get easy wins probably against maybe even the Pistons. I don't think you're I think gonna they're, get they're still going to be somewhat easy. The Raptors. It's not going to be. It's not going to be as easy. I do even think if they the don't, they still stink. Fair. Um, yeah, we'll see the Wizards. The Orlando is going to be really bad, I think. Yeah. Charlotte, I think, could sneakily go either way. They were a really I fun think Charlotte, story. Charlotte's going to be a playoff team. I wish they had gotten a better big man. And I'm a Mason Plumlee apologist, but I wish they had gotten a better. That was clearly their need. I wish they had, they had found a they way to get a better They were still one. playing decently without their best player. In Two, both of them, right? 
Oh, they yeah, lost both even, of them by the end of the year, and still. Yeah, Lamelo came back though. Yeah, it's true. Um, I, I think they're a good team. I think Lamelo. I'm shocked that Lamelo is really good. I was low on him. Props to him. He proved me wrong. He's a really good player. Um, okay, so should we talk about we the, the over under on Bucks versus Ball Brothers in the All Star game? <laughs> I don't Let's think it's an over under, but I'll probably it's or, box. Uh, it's box. Yeah, you were saying you were saying it's close earlier this summer. <laughs> well, it is close because the Bucks might only get one again. Yeah. So then it's close, right? Like there's there's a universe where the Ball Brothers win. I don't think it's very likely at all. I think Lonzo. What? Like, Angelo sticks with the uh, Charlotte and just <laughs> wasn't he with Detroit again, or was he with Charlotte now? He was with Charlotte, wasn't he? He had some good summer league games, didn't he? It would make sense if he was yeah. with Charlotte now. Um, shouts to LeVar. He, he did it. He he did what he wanted to do. Um, should we talk more about the Pacers or did we kind of cover the Pacers? I think we covered both of these. I think they're like, they're not fun. It's, it's such a Pacers team. They're not fun at all. They're, I think they're going to win a good amount of games. They're so boring. They're so boring. Again, they just, they have way too many players who are all, I, I don't think any two of them are on the exact same overall. Like if I was doing a, if I was giving them all like out of a hundred grades, I don't think I'd have any two of them at the exact same. But it would be like it'd be like a, a poker hand of a straight, right? It'd be like eighty-one through eighty-seven or something. Maybe not that high, but seventy-five through eighty-four would be like the Pacers rotation. That might be too high. <laughs> that might be too high too for the whole thing. Their main core will say. 77 through 83. I'd go like 65 to 72. Really? You don't have like Brogdon? Is it? Here's a question I want to ask you. I think this might be interesting to some people. Some people might turn off the pod entirely. What are your thoughts just on Brogdon now as a player, divorced from the Bucks drama and stuff, but factoring in the fact that he always seems to be the guy who is going on podcasts and radio shows and saying how bad the culture is and how unhappy he is everywhere, which if everyone you meet is an a-hole, it's actually you, as the proverb goes. Well, did, he didn't say that about Milwaukee, did he? Not, ex- not, not exactly. Not really. I thought no, on the didn't. way out, I didn't think he was – I think in the very early days, I don't he think would, he was super glowing about what it was like to play there. I know he said he wanted I to think it, it, I think that was also like second secondary. Like he was saying like, oh, good yeah. things about the Pacers, which people took well, to course. be bad things about the Bucks. So I think that might have been a little overblown. Have, I'll, I'll pull it up, but you talk about Brogdon. Brogdon, I think in terms of personality, which is what we're talking about right now, I'd still take him in any Bucks locker room. Like, guy seems guy seems incredibly intelligent. Guy seems like he's his head is in the right place. His basketball mind is in the right place. He was always there in Milwaukee. He was always reliable in Milwaukee. So I think he'd I'd welcome him back on this team easily. Uh, in terms of like basketball play, I still think he's exactly the same player he was, and that's not a bad thing because that's pretty good. That's better than average. That's like the seventieth percentile of his position. I think. I think you're right. He he said he, he was playing shooting guard, but he wants to play point guard. But he didn't yeah. say he didn't. Okay, maybe I was talking it up a little bit much. He has griped a lot on the Pacers um, comparatively, which is fine because the Pacers were absolute garbage last year in terms of culture. Yeah, 
And, Norgren and didn't really work out. Greg Foster. You know what I'm thinking uh, of? Fighting what? He didn't trash the Bucks. He trashed Jason Kidd, which is not a bad thing. Oh, yeah. But he was the fine. one guy who was like, yeah, actually, that guy sucks. Matthew Nichols in the chat, um, Rachel Nichols' birder, maybe, said that – I don't think – sorry, Matthew. But um, he's he's just too smart for all the bad coaches he's played for. That might be true. Yeah, and that might change with Carlisle because he's played with some bad coaches. Well, he actually, he had McMillan. For a year, didn't? Yeah, but I don't. That just seemed like it didn't work very well at all. But I that, think that didn't was seem like question. a Brogdon McMillan problem, though. That seemed like a underachieving team leads to firing coach problem. And then with Kid, he had his issues. With Bjorkren, he had his issues. Which, knowing all the information, seems to be reasonable. So Brogdon's fine. Brogdon's fine. I think yeah. he's good. I didn't. I didn't comment. I think he's really good too. Like I think. The the worst part about Brogdon's game is I think offensively and defensively, he's between two positions, which is never an easy place to be. I do think, despite his comments, I don't think he's good enough to be a top point guard in the league, right? Like, I think you're better off if he's not your primary initiator. I think he's better off as a shooting guard who also can initiate Correct. at times. He is a very good outlet option, like like safety valve. He's a, he's a secondary creator. If... And I think he's the, worse, and I've maintained this all along and been proven right by history and facts. But if you put him in the Chris role, and that was a very controversial thing for a while. People forget Chris Middleton's still better. But like, I think he'd do really well there on this current Bucks team, right? Like if it's Drew and Giannis and then Brogdon is the other guy. And maybe Brogdon on ball sometimes maybe better than Drew. But and they might work really well together, actually. But I do think in general... Oh, my goodness. If Can you imagine Brogdon as the starting two on this that'd team? Be a real, that team would be ridiculous. There's no way to ever make it happen with the cap, I don't think. I think he would have always gone out in the Drew trade. But that would be a really fun... If the Pacers really want to get rid of him for cheap... Hit buy my him line. out. Hit my line. <laughs> I don't think he's going to buy out. Um, but, but yeah, I do think... I, I, think that, I, I agree with you. I think it doesn't have to be your... He could play point guard on a team... But that team needs to have a two or a three or a four or a five that is a primary initiator. Like, you know yeah. what would be really fun with Murray out for the year? Most of the year, probably. Imagine Brogdon on the, the uh, Nuggets. Like, I think that would be really fun, right? Like, Brogdon moving off and around Jokic. Like, that That would be a super fun team. Like, I, I don't think he can be the guy, which is fine. Not many guys in the league can, less than 30. But I do think he's quite a good player, a very good combo guard. And has that Chrisian quality of, I think you can slot him on pretty much any team and he's going to help. That's a really good idea. Him on the Nuggets? Even if, like, even when Jamal Murray comes back? Yeah, he'd still, would he would still... fit well with Murray and Jokic, too. The oh, Nuggets will man. never trade anyone. After They did the Aaron Gordon trade. They're done for life now. But if they And did, that worked out really well. Yeah, it did. Ah, that's... Something to think about. That'd be really good for Denver. That'd be really good. And it'd be really bad for the Pacers probably, who seem like they might trade him, but maybe not. I don't know. They need to trade someone. They don't. The funny thing is they don't. Like, I think their team kind of works. No, they've needed to trade someone for five years straight. And they haven't Do we say that because we're bored with them, or do do we say that because they need to trade someone? Well, there's been the whole Turner Sabonis thing forever because that front court has proven, like, both of them are very, very good. Sabonis better than Turner. But... Each has their own qualities. There, you're questioning me on that. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about Sabonis. 
the offensive upside of I'm not saying as a first option, but I'm saying like the offensive upside of Sabonis is better than the blocks you'll get with Turner. But here's the question. If the offensive upside is the thing, but he's not a primary initiator, he's not a first option kind of guy, and he's not, he's not a, a Jokic. Defender, he's Easter he's very much Eastern Eastern Conference Jokic. Um but I don't know. I don't know. I, I have some questions about Savonis. Okay. I hope yeah. I if hope you, they get if you the put playoffs. him in like a Draymond role, not defensively, obviously. But see, that's the issue. Is, is that David Lee? Do we care about David Lee in, in the <laughs> year twenty twenty one? Well, well, we saw that. That guy got benched, and then his career was over. In those the two, had, those two had different roles, though. Know, there was I more know. of an emphasis put on. Draymond offensively, then you would trust David Lee. I can't believe we're talking about David Lee. Can you believe I put out David Lee in the year? I cannot Lord, believe. Giannis, I cannot. Um, David Lee. <laughs> I, I think the other two teams in the division, also you could convince me either will be better than the other. That's a segue. I think the Cavs are going to suck. Yeah. Should we talk about them? For, let's, talk about the, let's talk about the Cavs. We'll end with the Pistons, and then we'll do our Bucks. Uh, win win projections. I don't even remember. Oh, I remember what I said for the first two. What did you say for the first two? Let's recap. I said 42-43 for the Bulls, 39-40 for the Pacers. That's tough on the Pacers. So I think I said 44-45 for Chicago and then 45-46 for Indy. Central Division's back, baby. That's what I'm calling. But the Bucks are still going to go, was it 13? How many teams are going to? Yeah. How many teams are going to win 50 games in the East then? Because if you've got the Bucs, you've got the Nets, you've got uh, probably, probably three. The, probably three. Sixers? Four. No, three. Yeah, three. Bucks, Sixers, Nets. Actually, are the Sixers going to? They might not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I keep saying they probably will because they're just one of those teams that fraudulently racks up wins and then can't Plus get Embiid the is playoffs. really good. Embiid is really good. They have a guy who is like legit having a feud with the front office, the coaching staff, and probably some players. And nobody wants to. No, trade I, for I mean, him. have you have you seen Embiid's tweets? It's clearly not with players. Good, nice try, Joel. It's Joel is getting ready for two K and sending out some two K ish level tweets to gain ten thousand fans or improve the chemistry by five percent or whatever. Um, have you pre-ordered 22? There's no, been a lot of 2K references. I said, I said I won't buy it, which is the funny thing. I want a code. I want to play it for free. I want Same. to play it, but I don't want to pay any money. Hit um, us up. 2K, hit, hit us, up. us up. After my yeah. glowing review. If you want a real review out there, 2K, you know where to find me. Not, not, uh, not holding back. But the Cleveland Cavaliers, they might have. God, they're, they're not going to be good at all. It, why won't they get a wing player, Rohan? Every time they make a move, it's... What do you mean? They did. Don't say it. It's marketing. <laughs> I said this too, I, and, and Cavs fans are correcting me and, and adamant that... Um, what's the, the second-year player's name? Okoro is, is their answer at the three. He's like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, um, he's fine. Fine player. Can't shoot at all. But I do think marketing is going to play some minutes at the three. And that could be the end of me explaining why I don't believe in the Cleveland Cavaliers this year. Like, that is a train wreck of a sentence. Laurie Markkinen at the three. What do you think about about Markkinen overall? He's not good. I call him Kukoc.5. I think he stinks. (laughs) 
Like, I, I don't get it. I don't get the appeal. Like, what? He's never been good. You know what? You know what? My least favorite archetype player is. I think a lot of people don't like small guards who don't play defense. Like, you know, like things like that. Hate big guys who play small. Cannot stand. Oh yeah, big guys oh, yeah. who play small. The yeah. worst. Marking in Porzingis. Yes, yes. Porzingis is the same thing. If you can't, you know, you know what? Who honestly? Go bear. Uh, offensively, you're not wrong. Offensively, you're not wrong. Offensively, yeah. defensively, he does. Offensively and on the boards, less than ten rebounds per game in the last three games of that Clippers series against Nick Batum. Nick Batum. Oh yeah. How are you not getting twenty and twenty a night against Nick Batum? I feel like Shaq, but honest, and, or Chuck or whoever yelling about the big guys. But and Ad, Ad, Adam's tuned in. I saw Adam laugh at something I said. I think in a nice way for once. But you know, when I, when I think about big guys, I need big guys. I need burly big guys. Maybe it's a Wisconsin thing. Maybe it's a Bucks thing with Brooke and Giannis. I don't know. I need big guys. Just, to play if you, big. Your big guy needs to do big guy things. It's not Got that to. difficult. Got to. I, I don't hate a big Otherwise, guy. Otherwise, what's shoots. the point? It's fake size. It, you're it's you're just wearing stilts out there. It's fake. It's it's lying on Tinder. That's what it is. Laurie Marketing, his basketball game is is a, a tinder, a fraudulent six foot three tinder height. Like it's not really there. I'm not, I'm out, dude. Like, I'm out on him. I, especially on this roster. Link, you're going to have to start him, Mobley, and Allen, right? I don't know. Who are you benching? I want, do they not start Mobley to start the year? You Is have that, to start Evan Mobley. Is it there? You have I, to do I, it. I think he's the one guy on their team who could be a legit superstar one day, but I think Garland, you know, I mean, here's the it, thing they, about the they started Sexton right away, didn't they? Well, that was different. They had no players then. I mean, that was a graveyard of a team. I know, and but the thing is, like, that's their track with in terms of internal development. Yeah, and, and Garland, I think, I think, I don't know, did Okoro start day one? I'm not sure, but I'm not sure. Probably because they've never, they've never, they've they've been trying to make Jetty Osmond work for four years. It's not working. It's not a thing. That they, they would, it would help them so much if they had developed one wing player post LeBron. They have not. The closest they came was Larry Nance who got out of there and is now a, a fine complimentary piece in Portland. But he's, he's going to be really good in Portland. He's going to be okay. In I think. And he's going to be pretty good there. He's a good fit there. He doesn't start probably, but I think he's a good fit there. Um, between him and Rocco, they have so many guys who are like seen as good defenders and are helpful defenders, but in isolation. In you, the can st- you can start Dame, McCollum, Rocco, Nance, Nerf. You can. Yeah, you can. I, 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 I'm guessing they paid Gary Trent all that money to start. We'll see. Um, but they're not, they're not, we're not doing the Blazers. Different, <laughs> different, different division. But I, they just need wings. The, Cav, the My thing with the Cavs is very simple. Wing players. They have none of them. It's really hard to win in the NBA without any of them. Here's some positive Cavs stuff. So I, might have, I know I have some Cavs fans friends. There might be some listeners. I like Garland. I think I'm higher on most than Sexton. I think there's a lot of utility in, yeah, in scoring. I, like he yeah, does. I'm high on Sexton. Another team that does not have many guys who can defend, which was also my issue with the Bulls. Like, it's a problem. Isaac Okoro is is the hope. And Jared Allen, I think, is nice. I, I don't I don't love the contract. I think he's a nice player. I think he's helpful. It's, it's, you had to do it. And plus, it's like, who are you paying over that four years anyway, if you're on this timeline? Nerland's Noel. That, that, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. You don't get the young core optics. Yeah, Jared Allen's probably better. Nerlens Noel got a very small contract based on what I thought he was going to get, though. Um, but 
Ooh, that's a that's an issue. <laughs> rich, haha, not so rich, but um, that oh, he's one, rich. One of my yeah, he just not Netherlands. <laughs> um, Netherlands is still very rich comparatively to us. Yes, or at least me. Um, and me too. What are you trying to say here, man? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we had a question in the chat from from Matthew Elhurt. Alert. I'm guessing Elhurt. I can't believe I don't know this because I know Matthew's in the Discord. Great person. But uh, do the Cavs trade for Ben Simmons? Maybe. They seem to be the one team who actually wants to. Which, again, just take a moment. Hysterical. Hysterical. Yes. A guy people say is close to Giannis, going to be better than Giannis. He's a very available. No one wants him. I just, I think, I cannot. It that tickles my fancy. I think it's so. It's funny. it's so good. It's, it's so, so good. Funny. Like this is just this is the greatest summer of all time for Bucks fans. It's so good. The Nets getting better hurts, but everything else, yes. Oh yeah, but that doesn't. That's fine. That's yeah. fine. Like that doesn't matter, right now. Not, all this to stop Mamuke or Sandro Mamukelashvili. I I forget Mamu. Mam, the Mamu part is not his first name because I'm so used to calling him Mamu. I forget about the Sandro. Yeah, all of this to stop uh, Johnny O'Brien again. <laughs> uh, Tremont Waters—they're they're, they're shaking in their boots. Um, we didn't talk about news. Tremont Waters is on a training camp deal. Okay, that's covered. Um, ben Simmons, Cavs—are they doing it? Uh, probably. I'd say they probably should have the best odds to get him. I know. I think the Kings technically have one of the best odds to get him. I hear they're saying think- they won't include Halliburton, and I like Halliburton. Oshkosh's own. I would include Halliburton to get Ben Simmons. And I'm very low on Simmons compared oh, to Oh, I'm most extremely people. the thing is Halliburton could actually be a positive in the playoffs. Fair point. For here's my thing with Simmons. Any team with a dynamic uh, yes. Any team with a dynamic initiator who can turn him into the Draymond Aaron Gordon, like put him in that role, I think should do it and just see if they can do that because we've seen with Golden State how good that template can be. And that that's what he is. I, I did a whole thing on the Substack. Subscribe if you're not already. But like, don't compare him to Giannis. Compare him to Draymond. No. That's what he is. Compare him to Aaron Gordon. He's better than Aaron Gordon. But like, there's nothing he's wrong. Close, with, he's closer to Aaron Gordon than Draymond. I don't think so. I think now, maybe in their primes, yes. But right now, I think Simmons is, is right up there with Draymond. Oh, I thought we, I thought we were talking prime Draymond. Oh, no. I, we, we haven't seen Simmons in that role, is the thing. He's still cosplaying as a point guard. Talk about a player who doesn't utilize their size nearly enough. Got to weaponize the size. Players who don't weaponize the size. I can't believe I didn't think of that until now. Um, but referencing that, I should say. But um, but if you have uh, – that's why the Blazers. I thought the Blazers should have done McCollum for him. I think the Kings would be smart. The Cavs would be fun. The Wolves maybe, although if the Wolves are like including Russell and trying to do – him as like the point guard in that team, I don't think I love it. Also, like I would never cheer for a team with Ben Simmons and Carl Anthony Towns, who I think is a good person. I I didn't love his work ethic when Jimmy Butler was there. Maybe he's he might have straightened that out now. I haven't paid attention to the Wolves in two and a half years, but I think if you have that point guard, then you can make Simmons like you can make it really work with Simmons, and it's worth exploring. If you don't have that point guard, like the Sixers. Then you're in that space where it's like, he doesn't do anything. Yeah. So I guess getting back to it, I think the Cavs would probably be the most realistic 
fit. What, what is the trade? Is it Sexton and stuff? No, you can't trade Sexton if you if you want to put him in that role. No, I think you. I think it's the it's Carlin season then. I'd, you know what the biggest issue with it really is? Is that they're they're locked down to now Mobley. I mean, not really, but you draft a guy at three overall. You have to pretty much pen him, not erasable pen, non-erasable pen him into your rotation for the next few years. And now you're committed to Allen. So it's like you could probably talk me into two years from now. Wow, Simmons, Mobley, four or five. There's, there could be something there with Allen there also. I don't know if I love that. Okay, so you do Allen and Garland. I think I said no from the Cavs. I like Allen, Garland I, a lot. I really like Garland. I would not. No, want to Gar- Garland definitely has a higher upside, but Sexton's proven more. That's the issue. Yeah, Sexton also needs to get paid this year. The issue, the really, also the real issue is money. I, I, does is that a bad look for them if they sign Allen then trade him right away? Does it also, why matter. would Philly want Jared Allen? I don't know. They wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, they they already have Embiid and Drummond. So the, which I think is the hilarious. money is a big issue here, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to have to. It'll be like that for the Kings, too. Yeah. Unless no, unless you have Buddy Heald in there. Yeah. That's the uh, that's The, the fact Kings here. is what? If, if you really won't include Halliburton, is it like Heald and Bagley, I guess? Wait, is, did he leave? No. He's Is he still, still there for a year? He he hates yeah. it there. His parents tweet about how much he hates it there. Um, yeah. Oh, Matthew and Jack, Kevin Love. Yeah, but no, that's the thing. Kevin Love is not – it's not like throwing in Buddy Heald or Jerry yes. Allen. Like, yes. It's like a good player on a big deal is one thing. A guy who cannot play, literally cannot play on a huge salary for two more years, how many picks are you throwing in? If you're the Cavs, can you afford to throw in picks to acquire that many picks? To acquire Ben Simmons at this point? I don't think you need, you know. I think you need a lot of picks. Yeah. If the trade is one young guy, Kevin Love, for Ben Simmons, and you're dealing with Daryl Morey, 84 first-round picks is what Morey's going to ask for if he's taking on Kevin Cool. Love. Then the Cavs say no, and Morey just gets to sit with Simmons. And I don't know if that's tenable. At Wolves? This point. Wolves is the one that Matthew throws out. Who, like, D'Angelo have to Russell. Th- it has to be D'Angelo Russell, I think. It unless, would have to be. Unless... Cat really wants to play with him still. Can they piece together Malik Beasley and stuff? Maybe they can. Edwards? No, they're not. No way. No way are they throwing you ants. No way. No, 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 no. Not a chance. Okay, D'Lo. <laughs> it's gotta, I think it's got to be D'Lo. That all depends on like the, the friend economics in the situation. Yeah, because it was, it was supposed to be – remember when it was Cat, D'Lo, and Booker? Yeah, Booker's not leaving. The it, they, might, no. they might be all on the same team. It won't be in Minnesota. Um, I think DeAndre Jordan just got bought out. Friendships are not permanent in the NBA is, is all I'll say. Uh, remember, that was the third member of the first Nets big three was DeAndre Jordan. He's now a free agent. Okay. Um, we're not high on the Cavs. No, not at all. I think I think we can leave that. What's, so what's your win total? I oh, say God. seventeen. What they win last year is my question. Uh, they went um, they went twenty two and fifty in a shorter season. Okay, not bad. That's like what twenty five game pace. Yeah. See, I'm so okay. torn. I hate their roster makeup. Mobley might legitimately help them as a rookie if he can play because they just desperately need. I think Allen helps them. They don't have to. They don't have to do with Drummond anymore. 
that's got to be a couple wins right there. Just the headache alleviation. That's true. That's true. I'll say 25. The pace they were on last year, I'll just say they do it for a full season. I'll go a little lower than that. It's I'll all, say I think it's it's all going to be internal development for them if they don't swing a big trade because the roster makeup sucks so bad. But if Garland is like really good this year, right, then maybe they just maybe they win 32 because they have some really good guards. I'll say I'll say 22. I'll say they win the same amount of games and more games. The same amount of games and more games. Yep. Okay. Um, I know what you're saying. Uh, oh my God, Matthew pointed out we didn't even talk about him. Oh, we did a little bit. They could also do Laurie Marketing with Sexton and picks. Why? <laughs> if the Sixers trade for Sexton and Laurie Marketing, might bust a gut. I might. I might honestly just do like a Twitter Spaces of me just cackling, just, just for like cackling. an hour straight, just, just an hour straight of me cackling. I don't know if I can put that on the feet. <laughs> Imagine what Embiid would say. On Twitter, after the first playoff game where Markkanen puts up four points, three rebounds in 26 minutes. You think he's getting three rebounds in a playoff game? <laughs> <laughs> um, probably not with all the minutes. If, if, if Embiid uh, has the poops and has to sit out half the game, then maybe he does. <laughs> People forget bubble guts cost Embiid playoff minutes once. Um, okay, the Pistons. All we have left besides the Bucks win total. Probably the most uplifting team in the division outside yeah. of the Bucks. Yeah, it's like the Bucks and Pistons have a very shared history as of recently. Like John Horst loves trading with the Pistons. He's from the Detroit organization. Yes. He worked there with John Hammond, I believe, right? I think so. Yes. Did John Hammond bring him to the Bucks? Is that how that happened? I think so. Might have been. We're not sure. There's there's connections. There's connections. Big time. John Horst definitely worked for the Pistons. <laughs> yes. Uh and they've, you know, there was sort of like, a, are they the real uh, G League affiliate of the Bucks for a couple of years there? Yeah, uh, yeah, no. it's so, kind of moved to Houston. Yeah, it's it's in Houston now. Um, Which I think but, the Rockets and, and Pistons are kind of in a similar place right now. They are, except the Pistons have less big money. Yes, but also like. The Rockets probably have more guys who I feel good about five years from now than the Pistons. No, that's right. I think the Pistons have a better outlook considering the Rockets are playing paying two players like eighty million dollars. They have Wall and Christian Wood. Well, yeah, I feel good about Christian Wood. Oh, yeah, no, but they're still playing. They're still paying EG a lot too, aren't they, Eric Gordon? Oh yeah, yeah. That's why their offseason was like the draft and then like minimum contracts. Basically. I forgot about Eric Gordon. Yeah. He signed a huge extension right before things went south with the Maury uh, Harden Rockets. Um, but the Pistons, I feel good about. They just got Cade. I mentioned that yeah, earlier. Cade Cunningham that's, should that's be. That's the big one. He's, he's the cornerstone. He is the, the big kahuna. He is the guy who's going to lead them uh, out of the doldrums and into the promised land. They've also, you know, they've got like beef stew. They've got these Love guys that are real. That, yeah. You're talking about a big guy who plays big. Beef oh, stew. Yeah. Isaiah Stewart. Plus they got Sadiq Bey. Yes. You've just got a these. Sniper. Yes. You've got these guys who project to be good role players while also getting guys who project to be stars you know, like Kate Cunningham. You know why I like the Pistons? They have guys who are already good role players. Like I think yeah, exactly. Sadiq Bey and Beef Stew can already play. The thing I like the most about the Pistons is – 
And I think this is just like a Troy Weaver thing. So I think this was also kind of true of the Thunder, especially when they drafted Westbrook. It's like at the time, I think a lot of people, ourselves included, did not like a lot of what they did. But Troy Weaver is just good at picking players who develop well, right? Like I think Westbrook, when he was drafted, I think four overall, it was like he's an athlete, but he doesn't know if he has the skills. Is that is that a reach for him? I believe was the consensus, or at least a popular opinion about that. Yeah, it, it was framed as a reach. Obviously, it worked out, um, despite what you know we might it, say. No, don't him. don't even don't even. Yeah, it worked out. It, it worked, worked out, out really worked well. Worked out really well. Like great pick. Obviously, Harden, Durant, kind of an easy one, especially when you get him at two. But um, I think again, like both the draft, um, Killian Hayes. It's just a TBD. I'm not out on him yet, but he needs to show something this year. Um, but he so also he, had injury. He had injuries. It was, it was a hard year for him. But I, I just I need to see something this year. I need to see one thing in the first two years. Um, Beef Stew looks good. Sadiq Bay looks good. They get Cade. That's the no brainer. I'm excited. And they to have see. Jeremy Grant. That's actually the thing I'm most excited about with this team is watching Jeremy Grant, the new Jeremy Grant. But as guy two instead of guy one. He's he's a supercharged old Jeremy Grant. Yes, which I think may be the best spot for him. Like that's I didn't think he could ever do what he did, even on a terrible team. The numbers he and put he up didn't last even year. do it the entire season. It, it was mostly off. front loaded. Yeah, he did. He get a little hurt, or did he just fall off? Probably, I thought he. I think he fell games. off a little bit. He I might think have he missed fall a little bit too. of time. Yeah, he only played fifty four games. I, I, some of it may have been like. Fade for Cade, like you're you're out this week, pal. But I'm excited to see him as a two. We've never seen him as a second option, right? Like he came from the fringes and became like a fourth starter-ish in Denver. Then he was the number one guy. He was really good at that for a month and then not so much. I think him off of Cade, if Cade is ready for this coming in, which it seems like he is, that could be really like that, that could be a really fun pairing. And I always love when a team has a young guy like Cunningham. And they give him somebody like that. Like, that's why I never... That was the idea last year with Killian Hayes and Mason Plumlee. Yeah. That Plumlee. didn't really work. That didn't work stinks, out. But that didn't work but out as well as the stink. Pistons at home. He's okay. I, honestly, if you look at it now, like, it, I think it seemed worse because it was one of the first deals or so. But, like, Plumlee on that money is fine. It's not terrible. It's still not fine. It's still not it's great. Fine. I think it's fine. I... I mean, look at what Robin Lopez gets every year. Not as much guarantees. Um, Adam and, and Matthew in the chat confirmed that the Horst Hammond thing is what we surmised, by the way. But I, this is why I, I never dunked on the, sh- the Hornets getting Hayward. Because it was like, are they overpaying? Of course they're overpaying. They're the Hornets. We, we know how this goes years past with the Bucks. But you get a guy like that for your young initiator, in their case, of course, LaMelo, to play off of. I think that's really good for a young player. And I think having Jeremy Grant after seeing what he can do on this Pistons team, plus Beef Stew and CD Bay, yada, 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 hopefully. Kelly Olinick. I hate him, but he can play. Yeah. I hate him, but he can play. Um, he'll help them. Oh, uh, yeah. They, they have to play the Bucks four times a year. It's terrible. I almost, like, maybe just can the B team beat them three times? Like, do you just, does Mamu yes. start those games? I don't know. But maybe that's. I don't think maybe the B team has Mamu in it. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay. Fair, fair enough. Um, does the two ways and bottom of roster guys beat that team twice? Probably not. How hot can Warwick get is really that question. And but they might have a chance, you know. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna. No, they might. They, they might. Don't, they don't, you know what? They, they don't have the bigs. Is the real answer. 
Neither does like the rest of the Bucks. They have Brooke Lopez and Giannis and, and, Giannis and Bobby Portis. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of. A I think difference. I think Bobby Portis would play for the B team. No, I said two ways and end of bench. Oh, two ways yeah, end of two bench. Two ways guys. end of bench. So no, it's, I don't know. Diakite and Mamu is the, no. They're, they're gonna lose. I'm sorry, but I don't. Know. When Kelly Olynyk is clearly better than anyone on the team, that's that's kind of a stretch. Matthew in the chat points out Killian Hayes the longest tenured Piston. Yeah, that's hilarious. Insane. That's. Ever since they dumped uh, Seku. But, yeah, I, I like their outlook. They're going to be bad this year. Um, Trey Lyles, yes. maybe. I think they're, they're going to be better than the Cavs. I don't know. Is the, is the road – I guess the roadmap to that happening is Cade is Cade awesome right really away good. and Jeremy Grant plays a lot, and then they, they could certainly be. Plus, Sadiq Bey and Isaiah Stewart don't fall off. Yeah. Like it's – they, they sustain what they did and Killian potentially Hayes even build off of that. Exactly. You just need your guys to not regress, and I think they can be better than the Cavs. I just You look at a lot of the names on this roster, and it's like... Luke Garza goes off. Isn't it Luca? Luca, Luca yeah. Garza, excuse me. Put some Luke respect Garza. on that man's name. But there's just a lot of... And I, I think some of this is like camp deals, but... Let me just read you a selection of names listed on their, their B-Ball ref roster. And this includes, oh, like, DeAndre Jordan's getting bought out, but I'm just going to read the names. Frank Jackson, Josh Jackson, DeAndre Jordan, Rodney McGruder, Corey Joseph, Trey Lyles, Saban Lee, Luca Garza. That's a two-way. But uh, Isaiah Livers, I hope that's a camp deal. Maybe they draft Oh, we have him. the same birthday. Happy birthday to you and him a couple months ago. Uh, Jamorco Pickett. Uh, they. I thought they waived Servius. Maybe they still have him. Hemi Diallo, who just got a contract. A lot of way too many players. Where you're either like, I don't know who that is, or he's maybe an interesting fifteenth guy. Diallo is pretty good, but some of the rest. Yeah, Josh Jackson actually made some strides with them last season. He showed some yeah. flashes. So they there is potential. Like they just need one of these guys to pop, realistically. One of these guys, like of the guys you mentioned, to like be serviceable. Here's why I'm worried about them. I think they're probably even thinner than the Cavs. They might be, but I think Grant Cade. I think they're a better team in terms of like how they fit together and how they play together. I think they are, but they're like one guy has a down year or gets hurt. I think they're in real scary hours. Yeah. Like just just list off their best players. Jeremy Grant, okay. Probably Cade, okay. Kelly Olenek. Then then you're to the Sadiq Bay, Isaiah Stewart, like fun. Maybe, maybe Josh Jackson? Maybe Killian Hayes? Scary hours. Like the Cavs, I think you can name off more players who can play basketball than you could name off players. I don't know if they're gonna be better. Sexton Garland. Allen, Mobley. Um, okay, is Jared if ever like if Jared Allen is your best player for a night, what's that gonna do for you? More than if Killian Hayes is probably your best player for a night. But in, oh, unless I disagree. He, I disagree. Comes together. From what we've seen so far. Okay, no, but if for a night Killian Hayes like can be your best player, that's better than a night where Jared let's Allen is. Let's let's see what his best is. Okay. Okay, he had a 21 and 8 game with seven turnovers. No, just just purely based on position. I don't know. I think centers can I don't think a center like Jared Allen can win you a game 
think when you're fair. the best play? D- 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 doing what? <laughs> like 2015 and four blocks. How was he getting these 20 points? Probably offensive rebounds. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Killian Hayes has scored more than 13 once ever. Like, Okay, but I'm saying like... I'm, this is I just get what general, you're saying about archetypes, yeah. but I, you can't just say a point guard, ignoring the fact that the point guard no, in question just... has been all that helpful like one time in his career. And again, injury only had 26 games, I think, but or a little more than that. Or no, 26 games, but I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully we don't have to see that. <laughs> so what, what are you saying for Pistons? I'm saying better than the Cavs, so I'm going to say 27. Did I, I said 25 for them? Yes. Uh, what did they win last year? I think this is useful. Though. We didn't do this for the other teams because I forgot, but what did they do last year? They won 26. Uh, 20. Did they? they won 20. 20. 20. They did not win 26 games last year. No, yeah, 20 and 52. <laughs> um, see, they can't – I don't think they're worse. Like, I think they're going to be better than that. No, they're better just be purely because of Cade. Yeah, you would think. Like Kate, like the thing is, like Kate has the potential to be a star right away. Is, is Kate a no doubt star? I want. I'm curious I, what you think. I yeah, that noise, that noise. That's how I, I feel too. I can't say I'm versed enough in his game to make an informed decision on that. But just based on what I know, his play type yields better to stardom early in the NBA. Yeah, I think like an initiating guy with forward size and especially if you don't necessarily have to have him be the initiator every possession yeah uh, and especially i mean again jeremy grant being there is going to be really exactly good for him. i think kate will initiate a lot of possessions i think jeremy grant yes, will finish yes. a lot of possessions um i don't think it's no doubt i, I just i think the scoring's a little wishy-washy with him which is fine he's young but i mean that was you know that's the difference between I don't even want to invoke a name here. I, I think he's probably going to be really good. He might be a superstar. Who are you going to invoke? Because <laughs> that's the difference between like what people thought LeBron was versus what he really was slash became. I think that some people still think this of LeBron, right? That like passes too much, defers too much. It was always stupid and wrong, but especially after the 2011 finals, right? People were like, he needs to take the shot. He's not a scorer. You look at the numbers. He's one of the greatest scorers in NBA history. It's stupid. But that's he what might thought. end up being the greatest. The, yeah, the number one. But that's what people thought, right? It's like LeBron is couldn't couldn't score enough, and he obviously added to his game. But he was a great scorer all along. Yeah. But that's that's why like LeBron is so special. Is what I was gonna say. Is he can, at that size? He can play that level of defense. Still can touch that level of defense nearly. And be the initiator, and I think he's obviously a better initiator than anyone, including Cade. And to be that level of scorer, it's just so many things. I think it's just it's so rare and so difficult to do both, even just offensively, to be the initiator and the scorer like that. It's just really hard to do. I mean, look at—I I remember my my dumbest take ever was I thought after KD left Russ and went to the Warriors, I thought he'd have more triple doubles because assists would be so much easier on that team. And of course, like Russ went and averaged one, and I don't know what KD's max assist per game is. It's nowhere close to 10, that's for sure. It's maybe he's topped out at five. I don't know. Why Why? Why does KD need the pass the ball? <laughs> I mean, fair, but but it, 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 there are levels to this, though. Like Nuts. KD is not the initiator that some of these guys are. He's, he's tapped out at 5.9. Uh, with the Warriors one year, 5.6 last year, which is like good numbers. 
especially when you're adding 27 points a night on amazing efficiency. Nothing wrong with KD's game. It's just super rare to be, you know, a 28-8-8, you know, the LeBron stat line or whatever it is. That's why I, I don't know if that's obviously all of that will be there with Cade, but even just like if he, he could be 14 and eight year one and you could be really feeling good about him, but maybe not as a future best guy in the league. I don't think he's no doubt. Yeah. The, the mold is there though. Like yes, you're coming in, it's, it's, you're coming in as a six, eight point guard. With I think incredible... close to six, six in actuality. It's been determined. It? Yeah. I think oh, okay. let's I say, think, let's uh, say six, seven. Where, where did he play Oklahoma? I think Oklahoma, was, Oklahoma state, Oklahoma, Oklahoma state, state, I think was doing him a couple favors. Okay. Let's say six, seven, just to be nice. Six, seven point guard who has incredible vision, incredible Scoring touch. Yeah, one one might win MVP defense. this year in Luca. Oh, okay, you lost me a place defense, but that's also Luca, right? Yeah, like that mold is there for him right away. Yeah, I, and I if think... he's like, if he's even like seventy percent of what he could be in the next five years, does that make any sense? Yeah. So if he's not at his ceiling, but he's like. That's a fairly, I mean, I guess technically 50% would be the median outcome, but a fairly reasonable median outcome of, of what he could possibly be. What if is that, that? I've been trying to think about this. The, like, what is so the, the The ceiling is LeBron, and then right under it is Luka for this, like, big, like, big-ish, like a wing player who's, like, a legit exceptional passer and can score. So it's, like, LeBron and then Luka a little bit below that. The floor is Denzel Valentine and then, like, Jetty Osman. Like what? What is what's the middle? I think I, I that's when you get know. into that Aaron Gordon rule. Okay, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I you know what? I think that's. I think Aaron Gordon might be. Maybe that's. Is Aaron Gordon fifty percent? So Kate would be somewhere between. See the thing, but this this yeah. sounds stupid. Somewhere between Aaron Gordon and Luca is a lot of the league. Like, <laughs> so uh, what's a better? I don't know, Chris Middleton. I guess would you, was Chris even? I guess he's I'd say kind Chris of is cl- Chris is closer to Luca than Aaron Gordon. Yeah, uh, you know what's funny is he's a lot closer to Aaron Gordon on the other end of the ball. Yes, yes, but in terms of like overall player, I'd say he's closer. God, to Luka what a than... weird conversation this has become. <laughs> so now we've determined the tiers of NBA. There's your Denzel Valentine, your Chetty Osman. Then you get into your Aaron Gordons. Then you get into your Chris Middleton. Then you get to your Lucas. Then your LeBron. Next tier video. Where does Kate? Next tier video is starting the whole NBA into these tiers. Where does where does Kate kind of get fall in that tier list? That's that's the big question for Detroit, right there. I, I think if you can get him to be an Aaron Gordon level player this year, I think they're that, be that's like, that you feel good about that. That's like a thirty-five win team. You feel good about that. Ah, 35 minutes. Ah, ah. I just want to put into perspective how ridiculous the two guys at the top end. Luca comes in, 21 points, nearly eight boards, six assists per game. Like, I really do think some of these players recently, these rookies, have broken our brains on what rookies are supposed to look like. LeBron, year one, 21, only 5.5 rebounds, but he's basically playing two guard that year and six assists. Yes. Yeah. Um, but then year two for LeBron, 27-7-7, two steals. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, greatness, people. <laughs> One of the, maybe the greatest all time, certainly up there. That's like a down Giannis here. 
That's not. Am I wrong? No. I mean, the aggregate of Giannis's career, no. Current Giannis, yes. Yes, current Giannis. You know what I was thinking about today? This is completely what? off topic. We'll do this, then the Bucks Maybe. over under. It's unfair to look at Jordan's career as so much shorter than guys like Kobe and LeBron because he had to play in college for some of those years. I mean, yeah. seriously, like, obviously it's easier to win there and put up numbers there. But, like, I think Jordan pretty obviously, after at most one year at North Carolina, maybe probably zero, would have been able to come in and contribute, like, certainly Kobe and, and probably LeBron too. And it's like, that, that really hurts him in these career numbers things. I mean, if you assume at the same point in his life, not his NBA career, he gets sick of basketball, how much wildly different does statistical totals look with like three more years of early 20s basketball. See, the thing is, the, the counter argument to that is Kareem. Well, yeah, of course, Kareem is. Kareem is. is there, you, Kareem and. Like you can do the full college thing. You can do still, both, yes. Like that's, that's the counter. Yeah, you can. But I still think it's just, it's worth acknowledging. I don't see it acknowledged very often that Jordan loses like the 18, 19, 20, 21 years because he had to in the NBA. Yeah. And it stinks. Kareem is an alien from a different planet who played in a much different era than any of those guys. But even with players in his era or any era, the the duration that Kareem played in is stupid. It's it's, it's insane. Stupid. It is it complete insanity. No, not. <laughs> it's just becoming possible now with like modern science and stuff with LeBron. And and like still not there yet, which He's is not wild. There <laughs> with with that same benefit of not having to play in college. Imagine Kareem's NBA numbers if he was in the league this whole time. They didn't even let him play varsity his freshman year of college. That's my favorite Kareem story. Kareem was such a winner at every level. He won championships, high school, college, NBA. Everyone knows this. He beat the championship. Was it UCLA, right? He beat the championship varsity team with the freshman team when he wasn't allowed to play varsity that first year. Like, he beat the championship team. Kareem is insane. Like, the stuff Kareem did does not make sense historically. That's why I was also thinking about this today. I'm open to more NBA arguments than you might think. I just need, like, I I just don't want, like, ratio, like, wrong, like, a real argument, like, you could definitely sell me on Kareem's goat case, and I would sit there and listen for a while. Like, there's clearly a case based oh, yeah. on no, like, the alien is. stuff he was able to do. Yeah, 100%. I think, I think it's, it's easier if you say goat basketball career, not goat NBA career. It gets easier for him. Yes, absolutely. Because his college stuff and high school is, is just silly. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And, uh, Hey, he helped get the, the Bucks their first title. Not their only title, though. Thank goodness. Um, speaking yeah. of the Bucks, this is something I Oh, wait, wait, wait. We yeah. need to do one thing first. Oh. Uh, before... Oh, actually, let's do the Bucks. Let's do the Bucks first. This is just... Well, I don't want to talk about the whole team. We've done that. We're going to keep doing that. But just win totals. I think... Yeah. And this is interesting. I'm kind of glad we saved it for the end. But how many games do you think they're going to win this year? 58. See, so I think, I think the over-unders are kind of low, if I remember right. Uh, I think I would certainly take the over on almost all of them I've seen. Uh, it's funny. I don't know if it's people getting bored of them and, and just moving on to Nets excitement. Or, like, I think there are some factors that will hold them back. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if they start slow because of all the miles. I don't think they're going to play that hard. But 
they're I really... think the, no, they're definitely going to play hard. Are you kidding me? Giannis is their best player. No, I mean like hard amounts of minutes. Oh, that's true. And the, I don't think we know Bud. We know Bud anyway, but especially after this last year, especially for Drew and Chris, I don't think they're going to push it. But also these guys are incredible athletes who love competing, so you never know. Um, but I, I think high 50s for sure should be at least where they're at. I think they're deeper than ever before. And yes, the East is more well-rounded. There is one team on the Bucks level still. Uh, and I think the Heat will play yes. them good. The Raptors maybe. Or not the Raptors. Sixers, sorry. The Sixers maybe. The Raptors. <laughs> the, if the Celtics ever figure it out, maybe. No, which but, they, well, they downgraded the coach. Sorry to Udoka, but like Brad Stevens is good. Yeah, now he's a GM. Yeah, like I hope Udoka's better. I genuinely do. I hope he's so I much don't. better than Brad it's Stevens. It's the Celtics. I hope he's terrible. I lo- he oh, seems like on. a good guy, but I always yeah, tell him. like I'm rooting for the guy, not the franchise. He's already winning in life. He'll be fine if he's a failure as an NBA coach. <laughs> okay, but, but you look at you look at the rest of the East, though. It's like I think Miami will be tough. I think they're they're clearly building to play the Bucks, which is I guess they're it's hilarious. Kind of building for the Nets, it's cute. Like, how, it's cute. I guess they're kind of building for the Nets. They're gonna do this and then lose to the Hornets in the first round because they have no <laughs> idea what they're doing. <laughs> it's like oh, we're built to beat the Bucks. Yeah, how did that work out? Well, if you don't, That's, you're assuming your entire season is building up to playing the Bucks. What if you don't play the Bucks? It's a good question. Like, I'm, I'll throw the Bucks under the bus here. They were so prepped to play Philly, Philly yeah, two seasons yep, ago. Yep. That didn't happen. Yep. And we'll look where it got them. Same thinking, thing's going to happen to Miami. I'm same, calling that. Same way. I, I've made I I've made good predictions. I said last year or two years ago, Sixers when they had Al Horford right, and all I that stole stuff. Your Every, take. Yeah, everyone was super high. I said they were the 15, 16 bucks. You yep. said I that stole again. Your take like eight months later. I was like, I have a great take. Are you ready? You're like, yeah. I said, I think this year's Sixers is the 15, 16 bucks. You're like, I said this twice over the last three months. I was like, oh, my bad. Whoops. But the, the Heat are going to fail spectacularly this season, and it's going to be beautiful. I could see it. Um, so you're saying 58, but I think all those factors uh, against the Bucks winning a ton of games, they're really good. Giannis probably wins MVP this year. I think they're just going to give as long he as he doesn't have the best odds. You know who's the best odds? Uh, Luca. Yeah, yeah, I think that makes sense. But I think LeBron is. Or sorry, I think Giannis Dallas is isn't good. Dallas isn't going to be good either. I, I think Giannis has had a case every year for like the last. Four the, the reason Giannis didn't win last year or was in the conversation is like, Lost oh, playoffs. playoff discussion. Yep. Cool. He yep. won the title. He should be back in. Yeah. Otherwise, whatever you were saying is complete BS. I think he has somehow remained likable by almost everyone, despite being the at the top of the totem pole now. I think some of it is Giannis is the greatest human of all time. I think some of it is they're not favorites heading into the next year, which makes it easier to root for him for, for general fans. Um, but I think with that, with that barrier out of the way, got to say barrier, um, I think MVP is going to be his. I like that bet a lot. I think they're going to be really good. I think he's going to have stupid numbers again. We saw the best version of him we've ever seen the last time we saw him play, which has to make you feel good. You know what's not talked about 26. enough? And we'll get, yeah, we'll get into this uh, as the, as the offseason progresses and uh, as we move on to other things. But the version of Giannis that we saw in the later stages of this postseason was an evolved Giannis. Yeah. Yep. It was a completely evolved Giannis. And like I was I I'm addicted to watching highlights from the playoffs. I'm sure most Bucks fans are at this point. Uh like whenever it comes up on my YouTube suggested, I just hit play. 
<laughs> like uh, I've watched the same highlights so so many times. But the amount of just like little like hooks he's taking, the amount of like dirk stepbacks he's taking that were going in at a high percentage, you're like, whoa, where did these come from? He's not attempting these as the, much during the regular season. The game winner, game seven, Brooklyn. People forget everyone talks game about tire, this is game shots, tire. Game tire. What it was not it was the go-ahead basket, I thought. An OT? They tied it up. I'm going to have to look it up. But regardless, the big clutch basket. It was like a post-up baby hook over KD. Like, it's not the kind of thing. That tied the game. Okay. I'm not – just carry on. Stop looking it up. I I see you looking it up. I'm not looking it up right now. I promise you. I'm looking it up. Uh, Okay, you do that. Um, But, yeah, those type of shots we're seeing, like, he's going to take another leap. And why should we be surprised? He's done this every year. At some point, we just have to start expecting it, even though it's completely, completely ridiculous. Man. It's you know, just, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. You know what I just realized about Giannis that's just ridiculous? Remember, we talk, I just talked about how great LeBron came into the, the league comparatively to everyone ever? It took Giannis last NBA seasons to win his first title. It did. Isn't that eight years and LeBron won his in his ninth year? I was looking it up to say... Like LeBron clearly took a leap after losing in the finals that year, right? Like his one of his big leaps, I think that Dallas loss. He came back a more complete player. Twelve thirteen, LeBron was built different. Yeah, like he was able to score. I think it was it was Giannis. That's that. Those two seasons, 12, 13, 13, 14, are his case for the greatest of all time. I would put six or in terms 15, of sixteen. Not not just the coming back from three uh, one, but. Like the way he added even more range to his game, and I think that's true. But in terms of like peak physical, physical condition, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I think LeBron though added some stuff too to that that's package. True. Like that's and that's what we saw from Giannis around the same times in their careers. And LeBron clearly got better from there. And I'm not saying Giannis is going to get noticeably better. Like wow, he's now he's averaging 40 and 25. But I do think like. He's probably going to continue getting a little bit better, which is a ridiculous thing to think about. I mean, he's what, 26? 27 in December, I believe. Yeah. So he's like just entering his prime? Yeah. Nice. And again, like you just look at like year one, six points. (laughs) Year two, 12 points. (laughs) Like what? Like years one and two, it's not that he wasn't an NBA player, but he was like, fine. Like, he was like, oh, he's interesting. He showed some things. No, he wasn't fine. He was interesting. You're right. He's, he wasn't was, like a was great the, yeah. player. That, that was, he was like, oh, he was like, interesting. You're showing something. You know oh, what? Yeah, like, he's, got, he's got almost as many assists as turnovers. There might be something there. This or is this fouls. is something. This is a little tease for something that's going to be coming later in the offseason as the season starts to go on. But Giannis is probably the most uh, – how did I phrase this? He, he is the perfect – He's the ideal NBA draft story in the sense that you're someone who's actually developed every single year over time and turned when, like, when's the last player who turned from an act like, Oh, that's an interesting prospect to actually like best player in the league. Who's that, done that? That slowly. And that gradually. I think no, just in general. Um, who's gone from like, Oh, that guy's showing flashes. Maybe he can be something to actually being something. Jokic? Jokic was like decent-ish. Second, second round. Sure. The draft position doesn't matter I'm well, terms, in terms of like actual on-court production like first couple of years. 
I think I think it's I, I don't think he was very good to start. He was still too tubby. He he was still too tubby last year. He was ten points. Uh, ten points his first year. That's better than starting Giannis. A lot of, it is better than Giannis, I, and he was like he was starting, like you mentioned. Oh, Giannis was starting too, most of the game. Not until his second season. He started 23. 23 out of seventy-seven. So not most games, but he became a starter year one. They Giannis yeah. actually played more minutes per game than Jokic rookie year. Again, two and Jokic early. still put up more production. Yeah. I don't think people were that excited after year one. Okay. I think, I, I mean, no one, no one has Giannis' story. We, we honed no, on no, this on the mirror. No, what you, no I'm, one, not, I'm not, dis- I'm not yeah. disagreeing. Yeah. Well, no, that's your, that's your thing. I'm like, saying, there's no, yeah. there's no one like this. Like Jokic is close, but there's no, there's no one-to-one with Giannis. It doesn't exist. Yes. So 58, that's what we're saying. Um, or what said are you 58. Saying? I'll say 61. Ooh. Like I just I think they're they're better than almost if not every other team in the league. There's maybe one team better than them. Otherwise, they're better than everybody else in the whole league. That helps when it comes to winning basketball games. And they're deeper. They're functionally deeper. They maybe they're not playoff deeper, but like pre-net series, PJ Tucker accomplished approximately zero for the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, he did not. <laughs> Regular season and Miami, PJ Tucker was not useful. And I still think they'll miss him. I, especially if he plays well this year, but in the regular season, I think they're way deeper. He than was they injured. Were at any he was point. injured. I think this. Oh well, yeah, and, but he, he got healthy near the end. I think, and it did whatever. Whatever the case was, they didn't. Point have still it. stands. Yeah, and and I think now you look at they're at least too deep at every position. Like Hill and Grayson Allen is the backcourt. Like Rodney players. Hood. Rodney Hood, if he's a real thing, semi Ojale. Wara might hit. Wara another year in. Like, I think they're just way deeper. And I think there's just this quiet confidence. Johnny O'Brien. Hopefully. Yeah. Speaking it into existence. Yeah. J.O.B., we got to get him back on the pod. Uh, We should do that anyway. Should we talk to J.O.B.? But but I think there's a quiet confidence, too, that comes with being the reigning champs. I think they're going to – like, I think they were very good at putting off pressure in years past. But I think now – there is none, and you just feel like good, and I think that's going to help them. So, yeah, I think sixty-one. Like, I think they could easily run off sixty wins. I mean, if they've been on should pace they for that, though? Yeah, because I don't. I, again, I don't think they're going to have to grind it out to do that. That's true. I think Giannis plays thirty-one minutes a game, and they're they're up by so yeah, many. Plus, hopefully, he out. like even last year, like Drew missed like twenty games. Last year. Yeah, Drew's COVID really was was a tough hit, and they. This is also now year two of Drew, and year two of not drop all the time which that was a huge adjustment that we said all along this will cost them games it did cost them games they're a lot more used to it now this is not the yeah. feel out year we They'll just probably... finally saw them get comfortable with it yes. like in the eastern conference finals yes and i, I still think they're gonna have wrinkles like that's yes. just you always as have they should wrinkles. as yeah. they should but i don't think there'll be anything as major I just think, i think they're just gonna walk into a ton of wins man like yeah uh, they're gonna be really good also they're gonna have an incredible home court. Like, oh my goodness! They're gonna—it's not gonna be obviously Deer District every night or anything, but I think, I think regular season we're gonna see some of the best, most, most best. I'm hoping best and most don't let enthusiastic us down, crowds. Well, we'll have to get out there for some. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll have to. We'll, we'll figure some things out. But yeah, we'll do. It. I, I I just think there's gonna be a lot going in the Bucks' favor. I think they're gonna sleepwalk into 
high 50s and end up at low 60s wins. I'll say 61. Okay. So right now, I think we can fairly say that the Bucks will be the best team in the Central Division uh, yes. <laughs> this upcoming season. <laughs> if, but If that doesn't yeah. happen, we are going to be losing our minds on podcasts. Yes. Probably yes. literally. Uh, you, you'll get to see more of me breaking down, which apparently is good content, but also like me. Here's a quick uh, question. Okay. Quick, I had another quick. thing as well. Okay. Just real quick. It's, it's related to the wins. The best they've done with Giannis is 60. Is this team not better than that team that won 60? Oh, it is. It's 100% better. Yeah. So 61. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah. I mean, it, I think they're, you miss Brogdon, but when you add Drew and Bobby and, and all the bench players, I think they're just really good. Um, I, I forgot that Kareem's teams won a ton. I don't know if the Bucks will ever break their all-time wins record. It what sure would be fun, right? Sixty-six. 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 Yeah. I think they set that year. Tough. They set an incredible streak that year. Then NBA record consecutive wins, but they never. Their the best ever is sixty-six. Yeah, that's probably not getting broken this year. Probably not. You never know, but probably. Yeah, not. that's what you. You never know. How you fun would that know. be if they just ran off seventy for us? That'd be wild. That, that, I, I think that gets to being irresponsible, though. Because yeah. I remember that Warriors team, they did not look the same in the playoffs that year. No, they did not. And you could pencil in you can pencil in some losses right away, like in Utah. That's a loss. In, in Phoenix, probably. In Phoenix is a loss as well. Although they, they can do it um, in the playoffs, but maybe not in the regular season. One or maybe they broke the curse, you're right. Yeah. Uh, you know who they have the worst record against? Which this blew my mind. The Pelicans. Wait. Oh yeah, They're fourteen and twenty-seven. Their worst winning percentage against any team, the Pelicans. So in New Orleans, not a chance, baby. New, yeah, new, nah. new news, new new Giannis Zion, the new new Giannis. Now that Simmons has been thrown away, he's he's gonna take it to the Bucks. We'll okay, <laughs> do your thing. Do your thing. That's okay. Enough. So uh, the Bucks will be the best team in the Central Division this year. Who has been the best Central Division team all time? I'm just oh, going to say, just based on the highs, the ultimate highs, I know I'm going, I shouldn't be saying this. It's the Bulls. It's the Bulls. You had the eight year run of Jordan. You just, that's like, that's basketball, just absolute royalty. It's such a perfect Chicago thing because it's just like the 85 Bears. It's like the perfect thing that existed once. And they can point back to forever, except it's, but it's one also year. like it's, it's, a, it's a six long time. titles. It's a long time. It's a great decade. Outside of it, some fun Derrick Rose teams like, and nothing exactly else. nothing like else. they they've had another MVP. They've had oh. good teams in the past. Yeah, okay. it's just like you get six titles in eight years. That's just that's something else. Yeah, they they were kind of good in the seventies. Um, I, I think it probably is them. I think the Bucks have been the most consistent. Yes, in the division. Um, and outside of maybe the Pacers, I would say maybe the Pistons. That's true. The Pistons have actually won multiple Pistons times. Been, yeah, Pistons have been really good. Um, I think it would be so much easier to argue Bucks case if. Kareem had gotten the second one, and if one of the teams in the eighties had got one, like if it was four yeah. to six, if it was four to six, but across three decades, 
then it's like, okay, there's a case. Six versus two is just hard. Six, and yeah. only, only one comes when they're actually in the central, which we haven't really weighed that, but... It's it's tough. You can convince me of the Bucks, but it's the, it's it the is, Bulls. It's hard. I think it is the Bulls. I think the Bucks are probably second. Pistons have yes. a really good case. The Pistons do have absolutely have a good case. They, I'd say they're more they're more on par with the Bucks than we want to admit. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think I don't feel bad saying that. They've been a really good franchise. The Pistons have done more with less. The Bucks, you look at the Bucks in terms of greats to play for one franchise. Like the Bucks all-time team, especially now that we've seen this Giannis, it's not obviously Lakers level, but it matches up really well That's, against the It's lot Pantheon of, level. That is yeah. Pantheon level talent. You've got Kareem, you've got Giannis, you've got your Marcus, you've got your Sids, you've got your Bobbies. Oscar. Oscar, of course. Like they're they're top five. Ray maybe doesn't even make the team. It's God, he might not. It's probably Oscar, Sid. Um, who am I forgetting? Mar- Marcus? No. It, maybe maybe Ray does make it. I feel like I'm forgetting someone. Oscar, Sidney for sure. And then obviously yeah. the four or five is Kareem Yannis. Kareem and Yeah. I guess that, that middle spot is that there's people who argue Chris. I see it. Yes. I think Chris probably is, is deserving of an argument. But one of Chris, Ray Allen. But having two two guys on the Giannis Kareem level is really special. Those are two. Like one is obviously, like we talked about, in contention for the greatest player to ever play the game. You one is on, one's the on, trajectory. on that trajectory. The rest yeah. of the Central has had two combined guys. Yes, and level? one of them is Jordan. <laughs> yeah, it's Jordan and LeBron. I mean, it's two, two I mean, yeah. all the guys in this conversation, but all, all the great – that's why the Pistons are almost more impressive because they you – know, the bad boys teams, which again, I, not to rag on, on the first Isaiah Thomas, but clearly not that level of player. No. Never. So the fact that they got three titles without ever having a guy like that is really impressive. Yeah, two in the Jordan era. Yeah. Yeah, beat Jordan both of those years, I think. Yep. Shout out to the Pistons. You know what? The Pistons is what I think Bucks fans want the like think the Bucks are like this. Oh, we find a way to win. The Bucks have found some really generational. The, the Bucks, the Bucks are really good. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I want a top ten. Everyone's NBA, just top been 10 clouded. NBA franchise top ten NBA franchise. I'd, yeah, and they're not. They're not. 10. They might be ten. Well, it was on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not not now. We've talked enough on this podcast. I think we're we're about ready to. We're pre- we're winning six. Adam and Jordan have done the number to us. I know, <laughs> I know. We're on we're on we're getting up to two hours here, which I did not expect. But a lot to talk about, and the divisions are back. NBA divisions are back. Clearly, there's a lot of good divisional content. So we'll have to keep up with this as the year goes on. Yeah, as the years go on. Hopefully, also that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is a. Uh, this has been a good exercise, you know. It's it's good to it's good to look back at history. It's good to sort of compare yourself because we're going to be seeing a lot of these teams. Maybe maybe divisions get realigned if there's an expansion. Vegas, Seattle. You know, you know how I want added Minnesota. Wolves. Yeah. What? Oh yeah, Wolves. Get I said Bulls. I was like, what? Yeah, I think <laughs> no. Be. Get another easy team in there. <laughs> All that and like Minnesota, Wisconsin, it's good. It's good. I think the Twins. Remember when be that was there. the uh, Rashad Vaughn game? 
Remember when the game with them got delayed because of the basket? Yes! Were we recording after that or something? I remember that game. Yes. I was like especially frustrated that that happened. I think we were recording. Uh, <laughs> God. It's like the opposite of box. It's just like... Uh, somehow Rashad Vaughn's name has been invoked, so I'm going to wrap this up. Yeah, yeah, that's how you know it's <laughs> yeah. time. Uh, thank you to everyone who tuned in live. Thank you to everyone who's listening uh, on the as a normal podcast. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel so you don't miss any live streams. Uh, Eurostep Podcast Network on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe there. Also, make sure you subscribe to the Substack gspn.substack.com you can find it we'll, we'll be tweeting about it all of us me ty adam jordan we'll be tweeting about it so make sure you check that out make sure you're subscribed on your podcast platform of choice leave a five-star review ty you, you want to put in here one. don't you i think we've Let's got do one. it i think we've got one it's been a while it is data people we need more ratings and reviews i have us at 182 counting all the international all, all countries Let's get 200 before the season starts. Yeah, come on. That's come on. easy. 28 of you listening out of the thousands of millions listening. Did you say 182? We're at 182. So that's 18. Oh, sorry. Not math guy, not science guy. Um, we need 18 more. It's, it's a wine Wednesday. I've got a wine. I think you've got a beer or something. It's, yes, it's one of those pods. But um, 18 by the time the season starts is very doable. So if you haven't yet, like Rohan said, Apple Podcasts, leave that five-star rating and review. But from Joel... Dojan, I believe, Doyan or Dojan in Canada. Joel says, hi, I am Joel Dojan, or maybe it's pronounced Doyan, and love, all caps, your podcast. Keep doing what you are doing. Hashtag loving it. And the title of the review was loving the podcast. Five stars. Shout to Joel or Joel. Oh, that's perfect. Could be Joel. Um, I can't say either of your names, but thank you so much for the review. Feel free to correct me on my certain mispronunciation because i tried twice one of them had to be wrong you tried uh, but yeah yeah i did try and thank you for listening and leaving the review yeah. yeah thank you for listening that means a lot we love the support make sure you leave a five star rating that's the only chance you have to get it read if it's five stars if it's four just like come on man this is five star content what are you doing if uh, it's so- <laughs> four rohan is going to put you on his george Mikan list that's not a list you want to be on for rohan wait it's not Mikan, is it who do you pet it <laughs> is it pet it i I got my I got my prehistoric big man. He's gonna put you on the spit it list. I was gonna ask you after what the heck is that George Mike list. He's gonna put you on his pet it list. You don't wanna be there. The mic and list not that bad. You don't wanna be on the pettit list. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh so let's get eighteen more reviews in there. At least. We'll see. But let's let's get eighteen of those in there. Let's get to two hundred before the season starts. Uh yeah, make sure you subscribe on your podcast platform choice. I already went through this fun jazz. Thank you for listening and we will talk to you next time. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. 
at hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.